Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, April 14th, 2023. Today on the Ether, DAO discussion, contribution, and reputation. Let's take a listen. Uh, what's popping, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another DAO discussion. We were just in Dean's uh, spaces. So if you're joining us from Dean's spaces, welcome again. I know Rob was in there. Rob, if you want to come up and speak, you're more than welcome to. I love your thoughts. Um, and yeah, we're just going to host another open discussion. We were really diving into some cool concepts in Dean's call, um, discussing really a lot of the, the questions around governance, the one token, one vote method that seems to be prevalent in uh, current DAOs ecosystems and a lot of what other potential like mechanisms could be implemented for voting, for participation, for contribution, and different forms of measurement in the DAO. Uh, one of the most interesting things Dean was really talking about to me was like how uh, uh, DAO members uh, uh, who choose to vote are really affected by that uh, with their voting parameters, like how those voting parameters affect the, 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 the proposal they're voting on, but also how the proposal they're voting on affects their voting parameters. Um, it was really, really interesting discussion, but I want to bring a couple of people up here. Anyone that wants to jam DAOs, has questions, wants to talk shit about the current DAO ecosystem, whatever it is, like, let's get the conversation going. This is not a me sit up here and preach it's more i'm curious about the questions everyone else has i have a lot of questions and we just like to open up the discussion to everybody so dean whale what's popping dows 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 i'm happy we're talking more dows <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what i do 24 7 man so i'm uh, i'm always happy to have like new people to talk to about it dude i feel um, like i feel like i'm gonna be on every single one of your spaces then let's go <laughs> All right, on, brother. Yeah, look, I, I've I, I noticed you've been uh, you've been increasing your your DAO talks. Like you you, you know you, you've become very daily on uh, tweeting about DAOs. Yeah, uh, you know, I was I was curious, like, what uh, what kicked it off for you? Like, what, what what was that moment where you're like, you know what, this is the shit. This is what I'm getting into now. Uh, probably it's it all started about a year and a half ago. So my. Business, my business partners now, uh, who have been good friends of mine for a very long time, um, had uh, come together and co-created a document that we call the Constitution, uh, which is essentially a, a working legal document in legal terms of, of how to essentially structure uh, a decentralized autonomous organization. But they really spent, they spent five years building this document. And I was out of Boulder. I was actually traveling, like, uh, uh, and doing like all this crypto stuff. And so when I got invited back into like their sphere and, um, um, 
the first thing I did was like read the document. It's 45 pages long. It's realistically took me two to three weeks to, to fully digest and get the understanding. And then I sat down with the guys and I was like, you guys are talking about DAOs. And like, mind you, the document had no word that didn't have the word DAO in it. It didn't have any crypto lingo. It's fully like a legal document based on the perspective of groups formulating autonomously, like in any manner, not just like in a DAO. And so I looked at them, I'm like, you guys are talking about DAOs, you know, and that was essentially like the spur of the very first little spark and fire that got me to really like start to think about it a lot more and have more conversations about it. You know, we started our, our project on Solana, which is a little mini like collection of a thousand called the Joe Schmoes, which is its own Joe DAO. So we had months of testing different things, watching how people were incentivized, watching how they weren't incentivized, like ideating on the models of the constitution. Um, and it probably wasn't until like two or three weeks ago where for some reason, bro, I like, I woke up one morning after a, with a massive hangover, looked at my computer and I said, it's time. I don't know why, but it's time I have to like write about DAOs. So I took like all the constitution constant concepts, which essentially the constitution to, to a degree, like labels a possibility of like what, what we were talking earlier with, like when you have a DAO, then there's actually like a, a, another layer of the DAO called spheres and uh, members of the DAO can organize into spheres. And then when you're in spheres, there's actually another layer below that called subspheres that can actually support the spheres movement. And how do all of those interface with each other? The DAO, the sphere, the subspheres, what decisions can the DAO make? What decisions can spheres make on their own subspheres? What happens when uh, uh, there needs to be what we call a ratchet mechanism where like a vote's just stuck in, in a system for way too long of a period and needs to be act on. Well, some there needs to be some sort of ratchet mechanism that allows like that vote to just either get denied or pass. Uh, even if there isn't a, like we were talking about earlier, a majority of, of tokens being uh, allocated to that vote. Um, so like all of these concepts had been just stirring around in my mind and my consciousness. And, and I'm not even kidding you. I have a, I have a google doc here with about 15 documents that i've built over the last two weeks of just like i i wouldn't even say i built them i just like sat and like was the vessel for them to come out um and it just those documents helped me get a much broader view and understanding of what's possible here and has like lit a fire inside of my heart and my mind and been like like we need to have these conversations like you know what i mean like this is like this is a uh a realm that we're all playing in and also like now playing it at a high level with like things like ApeCoin DAO that have $1.5 billion and 20,000 members. And if we haven't answered the idea of how do we get 20,000 people with $1.5 billion backed by them to self-organize and, and, and be, be, be centered around a purpose of a mission and a vision and actually execute on them that, that, that uplifts the Ape DAO, then, then what's different from that the current infrastructure like of it almost just being a grant system to being like what's what's the difference between that and a grant system you know um and that's really been kind of where we started the conversation in dean's uh uh spaces and kind of where i think seems to be where we're starting this conversation so whales octopus what's going on guys welcome curious your thoughts hey man uh thanks for continuing the space uh, really important stuff to talk about. I want to touch uh, on what you said about the the, the flawed structure of uh, one token, one vote, one NFT, one vote, and this plutocratic system. I, I think, and uh, we've already used a couple of iterations that uh, it uh, it enables better governance if we use a token standard that allows uh, for 
different features in the token. For example, a, a governance token that is that is backed by USDC, that is backed by a lay, layer one token, that you can impose protocol fees that immediately go into a treasury. I think uh, setting a, a governance uh, standard, a token standard that is meant for governance that will allow taxation on uh, interact on uh, on uh, uh, interaction with uh, an, an AMM or on speculation, or uh, that uh, will will allow for the concept of depreciating tokens. If your tokens are not used in the governance layer, they start to decrease and eventually they will reach uh, to zero. I think we need to, to work towards that direction of building a governance standard for tokens so we completely separate uh, speculation from uh, governance. I have a really unique idea on this. Um, I would love to hear octopus and what he has to share before i share it um because he had his hand up first but i have a really i've been thinking about that wales hey guys thank you to helping me uh so it's very fascinating subject uh, dao in my point of view the first thought about DAOs is to think what is the use cases in my point of view three main use cases dao for governance and organization investment DAOs, and also brand DAOs. So for me, it's the first things. Uh, the, the second thought, um, we, uh, we implement in our DAO a system. This is, I think, very interesting, is that when you buy a token, you have a certain voting power. And if you vote and if you make your proposal, you increase your voting power. And if you don't vote on the proposition and you never proposal, you will decrease your, um, your voting power. It's definitely interesting. I like that. That's kind of cool. It's very, it's very binary. I think it's definitely an interesting concept. Um, I like it. Um, Rob, I want to let you go. Let me let me share a little bit of where my my rift was about to go with whales, and then I think it's going to open up some like potential like ideas for every everything here, uh, and then I'll let you run. So, I've been thinking a lot about this because. The more that I look at something, like the more that I look at DAOs, this is a great example. Sorry, I'm, I'm sparking a split. Uh, <laughs> the more I start to look at DAOs, essentially, I'm seeing them as giant games, right? Right now, what, what what's happening in the DAO ecosystem is most the game, most of the games that have been set up have just allowed people to get into a lobby, and there's a bunch of people sitting in a lobby, and nobody knows what the fuck to do. <laughs> Nobody knows how to do it. And so my curiosity was when I started to look at it from a gamified model, and I'm like, cool, if I'm playing fucking World of Warcraft or RuneScape or I'm playing like any of these games, there's never like one power metric. You know what I mean? Like if I'm a, like in RuneScape, it's never like I have only a strength level. No, I have like a mana level. I have like a, 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 a an energy level, I have a health level, I have a power level, and all of these different things essentially calculate my status in the game, right? The level that I have. And so that's kind of the way that I've been conceptualizing DAOs now is like, okay, cool, everyone's looking at tokens <clears throat> and they're only utilizing tokens uh, to, to accentuate voting mechanisms. And honestly, like it's really, really flat, especially when you're dealing with actual real capital and actual real proposals and ideas like 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 
you're just going to base your your entire DAO off of how much money some guys have and how much how many tokens they bought or how many NFTs they've staked. It doesn't really make very much logical sense to me personally. And so my curiosity has been like, if I view it like a video game and tokens are one of the levels, what are the other levels, right? And I'll get back into the depths of the token mechanics that I'm brainstorming uh, a little bit later. But like, when I looked at it, I'm like, okay, cool. There's at least main like three main levels that I can see right now. Uh, I'd love if anybody else sees others, but like three that I see are tokens or whatever like actual metric that you utilize, like that's a physical metric, an NFT token, whatever. Uh, two, contribution. Uh, contribution to me means actually completing tasks and requirements within the DAO, like actual physical things that can be measured to say I did it or I did not do it. That would be contribution. And then the third thing that I'm seeing is the potential for reputation. And, and what I mean by reputation is how do other, per, instead of it, instead of contribution being, how, what are the tasks that I'm doing? Ret, reputation would be, how are other people perceiving the tasks that I'm doing? So how do other people think that I'm doing about them? Like, like other people's opinions, like essentially form and matter in the DAO. So if they're voting on how I'm doing, that should influence my ability to do things. And I might like, like it, like one of the tasks in the DAO might be like create a social media page for the DAO. And I might go on, I might create a really shitty social media page that has no profile banner, no picture, no bio, but it just has the DAO's name and it's there, it's done. Do I get the tokens? Yes, because contribution wise, or do I get the points contribution wise? Yes, it's done. Do you get the reputation points? Probably not because you're not doing it very well. Um, and so I think there's like a multitude of things that, should be measured and aren't really even in the discussion yet around DAOs because like I would rather have like Susie who has 20 tokens to vote but is in the discord every day like participating voting on proposals communicating new ideas helping subspheres forming new spheres like being a member I'd rather have her with 20 tokens than Steve with 200 200,000 tokens like like coming in last minute, never looked at a DAO proposal, never done anything. All he did was submit a proposal or his buddy submitted a proposal. And like, he's got enough voting power to like influence the sway or he and his buddies have enough voting power to influence the sway. Right. So it's, it, that's kind of where my head's at with the discussion around it. Uh, Rob, I'm curious where you're at. Well, well, bro, I, I, I'm loving this conversation. Like I said, I'm all about the DAOs, but I heard earlier people talking about like a diminishing voting power for people who haven't voted on uh, props, right? Is that what I heard, like, a couple of people mentioned before, yeah? I think that was Mr. Octopus's idea. He had the idea of, like, having it be a binary system where when you vote, uh, uh, you essentially get more... I, I think what I'm really hearing is Mr. Octopus is touching on the reputation thing, It's like, or, or the contribution points. Like, when you vote, you get contribution points. You get more, like, rank. When you don't vote, you like almost get negative contribution points, which is an interesting well, to that that I have And we can well, counteract it a little bit with a little bit of balance and say that we, in that case, and especially depending on what your DAO is, what you're trying to achieve, like our DAO, it's got its own purpose. Six members, we're a team, we've all got individual talents, blah, blah. But guys, we've had to be very careful about governance fatigue. And therefore we've had to give like certain like, We've had to create sub DAOs where we've been able to give like certain uh, powers, like a uh, stake and restake, and with our treasury, etc. Right? Like I understand about these diminishing and this like proof of reputation, blah blah. But also governance fatigue can play a big part in this kind of thing, and it does depend on your DAO. 
what what you know proposals you're putting up, what's involved, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think governance fatigue is something that's way overlooked. And once you can alleviate that kind of shit, that's when your participation levels go through the roof, right? When people are voting on like the important stuff or like the day to day stuff can be taken care of, like I say, by sub DAOs. For me, guys, you know, delegation. You ask me about DAOs, what, what does it mean? It's delegation, delegation of responsibilities. Like we can all talk about like decentralized and autonomous, but there is like a centralized, like a body of people like working together that's not very autonomous because there's human interaction every minute of every day with a DAO and the props and who's writing them, putting them up, right? But delegation, sub DAOs, that is enormous for me. But yeah, you have to be careful. I'll shut up now about governance fatigue. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where my brain has been at with the tokenization thing, right? Like if people want to make one token, one token, one vote, and it seems like we're stuck on that, then the next like phase to me it seems to be how do you create how do you like create a like a system within that that uh, doesn't allow for tyrannical hierarchy, you know, like aka like or tyrant tyrannical takeover, you know, so the dude with more tokens just votes everything through. And my thought process would be an idea i had and an octopus you run with it after that uh the idea that i had was what if you had like an actual like disincentive to vote you know like there's an incentive to vote but there's also a disincentive and what i mean by that is like instead of you having amount of tokens and that token represents a vote what if you actually had to buy voting rights with your tokens right and it's not that you per se lose them but you actually lock them in a staking mechanism for a period of time making those tokens untradeable on the market because you want a specific amount of voting power to vote on one or multiple proposals. So you, you, you essentially lock your tokens, get voting power from those tokens, then you utilize that, those voting power on specific proposals. And based upon how those proposals do is how well your essentially investment or your, 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 your votes do, right? Like I'm, I'm kind of imagining a scenario where like, if you lock your your tokens and they're locked for three months or six months or whatever, you vote on two proposals, then over a period of time, based upon how those proposals hit milestones, how they reach certain goals, et cetera, your tokens get unlocked. And maybe they get unlocked with like a little bit more that you then you put in based upon the success of the proposal, or maybe at the very end of the proposal doesn't uh, actually succeed, you get unlocked, but you get unlocked with a little bit less than you had. And that starts to like at least that i don't know i'm curious what you guys think because from that perspective i don't i'm not seeing too many loopholes for whales to manipulate shit but that like uh, this is also a brand new idea that spurred the other day so i haven't seen every angle to it octopus i'm curious what you think yeah. curious what, what your comments are yeah uh on this subject in my point of view stacking is not the only way uh to to implement uh, voting and some stuffs for instance in ardao what we have done uh we have created a new step in the decision-making process. So in most of the DAOs, you have two steps, proposal and everybody will vote on this proposal. In our DAO, what we have done, we have created a new step. So the first step is like everybody, every token holder can propose a, pro a proposition. The second step is some experts will review these proposals. The experts are elected by the community. And then the third step, is a vote on the proposal that the uh, experts have already reviewed and already uh, accepted. Interesting. Interesting. 
what are the criteria for an expert and like how do they get voted in yeah you, you need to uh, to make a proposition like present yourself what your expertise and some stuff and you will be uh, elected on on one expertise for instance nft and so uh, after this Uh, you will uh, review all the proposal, and if the community are not happy with you, they can remove you. Interesting. What's the incentive for someone to become a expert? Yeah. So, so in our DAO, uh, we have uh, only for the DAO management fees, but the the expert have uh, success fees. So they are uh, incentive only on uh, the su the success of the approval that they approved. Got it. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, I. What happens when, like, the DAO doesn't like the decision that the expert made? Uh, but the, uh, when they vote on this one, uh, they they will not agree on the vote. So uh, an expert cannot uh, pass a proposal. As the, the last step in the DAO is every holder vote on every pro proposal that. The the expert have already reviewed and accepted, so they can. And how? Yeah. And my last my last question seems to be like, how do you determine that experts? Like, how do you create how do you create a system that isn't tyrannical with that, where experts aren't submitting proposals and voting on them, or experts aren't voting on their friends' proposals and things like that? How do you uh, account for? the potential of human manipulation. Yes, they can, but uh, they can maybe only on short term manipulate some uh, some proposal, but I think uh, all people will see uh, very soon and will re remove them. So uh, I, I think it, it, the main purpose of that is that we want to have quality proposal because in the most of the DAOs that you see today, you have a lot of proposals and sometimes it's difficult to look every proposal, to look which which one are very good and etc. So we want to have experts, and uh, these experts need to create uh, this this quality because in our DAO we are convinced that collective intelligence permit to success more than classic VCs or just five people decide something like that. So we want to create this collective intelligence, and for us, it will be through qualities and through through expertise. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I've seen the um, like we we have a similar model where we kind of like flag uh, expertise, but we do it in a retroactive fashion where it's like after we've you know established that so and so has um, received compensation from doing work in that vertical, and then they've also shown you know a high uh, voting rate and. Uh, you know, they've been with us for two months or three months, uh, then we would, you know, retroactively give a role. Um, just in my experience, there's this really tough social barrier to, to removing a role from someone or allocating it to, to certain people. Like there is inevitably a, a popularity contest uh, today. Um, and I think one of our jobs has to be to figure out what kind of things can we um, objectively measure to establish reputation, like something that's super easy, um, to establish reputation on is, um, 
attendance, reliability. If somebody books a call with you at a certain time and if they come, uh, if they book a spaces and they honor it, these are extremely objective, easily measurable, and you know, more often than not, they're very good indicators of other qualities. Um, so I think you know, it's a really interesting um, conversation. I don't know if you guys want to have it now, but uh, is figuring out what those metrics are, what those objective metrics are for, for reputation. Yes, I do. Let's do it. I'm fucking down. I think that's the, um, first off, yes, I'm super fucking down. Um, and second off, it's a curious conversation to me because my inquisition when you share things like that is and when i share like my idea and the model of like the uh, tokens contribution reputation um like i'm curious if those things that you mentioned would fit under contribution or whether they would fit under reputation only for the factor i think like almost they could fit under both like it's almost like if they showed up to the call on time they get good reputation and contribution points because they actually did what they said they were going to do and then if they don't show up at the time, they don't get the contribution points. And then the reputation points is almost based upon how important that call was to the person who 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 uh, uh, didn't bail, who was actually on it, and how they feel about it, right? Because like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, is is almost feels to me that like the conversation we're opening right now is. Uh, what's the difference between contribution and reputation? And like, like you said, how do we measure reputation? But even more in depth, is reputation something that will be like direct measurable metrics? Or will it be something more about how the people that are interacting each other feel about how they're interacting with each other? And more just about the perceptions? Because like, my curiosity is like the, the the opportunity with it is that like if it's about the perceptions and how people feel about other people's contributions, then it leaves the opportunity for the group to actually collaborate and communicate better. Where my fear is if it's only based around actual measurable contributions and measurable metrics solely, then there's never the discussion about how those people did in completing the task and how well the task was completed and what could be improved upon next time and without that like factor you'll have and you have a big enough dow you'll just have people just sitting there doing nothing for months and just leeching and just making money like it's just it's it's gonna happen um so that that would be my next point to the conversation curious if anyone has thoughts on that or wants to ask more questions or anything yeah we've um We've tackled something like this on the, uh, so we have a service DAO, it's called Dean's List, and we, we do different, uh, you know, digital services, which is great for, you know, using um, crypto's payments. Um, and we do everything in USDC. So when somebody does work, um, it's uh, graded on its uh, quality by a separate person that's voted, not voted, but like, people you know raise their hand to take on a certain role within project management so there's going to be someone who says you know what i'm going to be the one who does the grading and we then vote on that grading uh collectively that way you know there's no uh, favoritism there everybody can see it and agree that this this seems fair 
Um, by looking at that contribution release, like how much USDC somebody has received over, over a certain time, you can see the quality of their work, right? Like they're going to be graded on their work. If they're not getting a good output, or at least what's perceived as a good output, then they're not going to be receiving USDC, which that can be used as a metric of, of, of the quality of the reputation, of the, of the contribution. Um, so who, yeah. who's doing the, like, who's doing the grading and how many people need to come to consensus around a specific grade for it to like pass and for that person to be paid curious. So right now it's, um, open. Anybody can raise their hand to do the task and we're very much of the task needs to be done versus whoever raises their hand first gets the ability to do it. So there's market for that task. Um, and you know, it, let's say you're the first one to complete it and you release your grading scale. We would expect within 24 hours, somebody else has shared one or we're going to put yours to a vote and then we'll put yours to a vote. And if it passes and that now who's voting on it, it's the entire community, everybody who has a token. Um, why does that work today? Because our service um, skews towards uh, really one service in particular. Um, so because it's like the entire DAO is pretty much um, related to that service, everybody has a educated opinion on um, fair grading. So anybody can be a grader and we don't reserve grader uh, status. Like you can't, you know, raise your hand to do it and then never do it. And you can't also hoard that task. If somebody else does it better than you will, you know, vote on both of them at the same time. And just virtue of which one gets more votes, we'll know that that's the one we're going to follow. Interesting. Got it. How, um, <clears throat> how is the fir first mechanism determined when you're um, having people like essentially like submit the proposals like what are like what are the requirements for something like that in your DAO? great question yeah on the proposal side um you just have to have one token um now we've recently changed uh, to a new token and you know i think that that's a healthy thing for DAOs to do your your distribution your initial distribution is your best time to to be able to get an active DAO. Um, so by having just one of those tokens, uh, you can create a proposal. That's, that's the threshold. Um, after that, there's some etiquette that, you know, we've, we've shared as a community. Um, if you're going to have a re request for a job, um, you, you know, like to get, you know, paid for something proactively, um, that's rare. Um, we already have everybody kind of in a contribution set, um, you know, as a DAO, we're, uh, profitable. Um, so, you know, yeah, what's great is like, there's no cost, right? There's, it's just people, um, we, yeah. we're, we're able to defer all of our costs to, to the blockchain. As um, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's actually so, doing. <laughs> so it's just us, you know, um, all of our costs are, are us. Um, and we already have pre 
agreed payouts for different tasks. And then we expect the task to be completed before we do the payout. Um, so, so leading us, not to interrupt you, but circling us back to like our opening of this conversation and the discussion of reputation, how does that play into effect in your DAO right now? So like, let me give you an example, and maybe it's not a good example because it hasn't happened in your DAO, but like, like, let's say Steve fucking Steve Miller, I don't give a shit, Steve Miller fucking sends a proposal out, right? Uh, but Steve has also not really ever participated in other proposals, has not really been high on the reputation ranking because he just hasn't been in the DAO too often, or maybe even has a negative reputation because he's sent in other proposals that have gotten denied or gotten approved that he hasn't actually followed through on. How does that work in your system right now? Or do you have a system where people are measuring reputation? Or is it just kind of like, you know, you know, like a social kind of thing right now? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, so for on the proposal side, it's very much you know, you know, like um, you could you you could tell by the the authorship if, if this person uh, you know is is relevant or not, and it's it's a tight group, um, you know, just because again because of our to token allocation type, um, it's very hard to, for us to not know who you are, um, at least you know socially on uh, online. Um, but as far as reputation goes, uh, I think it's most applicable for us on the, uh, contribution side and on the, um, token allocation side. So we, we realize that we continuously need to, um, have a change in, in token allocation, um, to make sure that quorum stays high and it's relevant to, you know, who's actively contributing. You don't want somebody to just, you know, uh, whale by a governance token. Really, a governance token should have very little speculation. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's almost uh, on the inverse scale with um, quorum. If you're gonna have a high quorum, you're gonna have a very low uh, speculation governance token. Um, so the way we're gonna be allocating that token continuously is looking at contributions for a certain period and um, that will then be multiplied by how many, you know, what percentage of proposals did you vote on? So how active of a voter are you? But the real influence on the growth of your voting power is how much you've contributed. And how is that measured? By how much USDC you received. Um, so, you know, we can look at total USDC sent out, and then we see what ratio of that you got. So we can then understand how much of your voting power needs to change to, to look at, you know, to accommodate how much you've contributed. So reputation works in that way today, um, but we're also launching uh, an internal dashboard that will let us more fine tune um, the, the statistics collecting around uh, contributions. Like right now, we don't have a very good memory of who's contributed something that was more spammy than uh, valuable. If you can get a memory of that, I think that's something worth um, putting under reputation. So yeah, the reputation ledger is huge. You're giving me a fuck ton of ideas with this, and I'm I'm gonna get into them in a second. But I have some more questions. Um, and I don't know, and excuse my ignorance of of, of the depth and structure of your DAO and, and and the amount of participating members. Um, but 
do you find that USDC as a payment method uh, and, and as a measurement for contribution is effective? Is it like, and like, is it, I mean, is it effective for your DAO? Um, do you think it would be effective for larger DAOs or do you think that that would just end, that would be a little too flat for larger DAOs? What would like, what do you think in that realm? Yeah, if you're going to compensate people uh, for their time, it should be in, you know, something that you all collectively agree is 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 not, you know, governance token. It's money. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm less I'm less speaking about the way that they're being contributed, and more of the fact that the uh, 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 measurement of their contribution level is based upon the amount of USDC they have. If that makes sense, like that's kind of more of what I'm pointing at is like. What about the, and this might not be relevant for your DAO because it might be just like super effective and working in a different degree, but like I'm like, and, and might not have like a bunch of what I would call non-participating members. But my curiosity is like those, like, like when there's non-participating members and there's participating members, there's also going to be a scale of participating members, right? Like there's going to be a scale of people who are in the DAO and at least in, in, in a larger DAO in the DAO and like voting on things every once in a while, maybe making a few comments, but not actively being like heavily, like taking a role in the DAO, right? And participating. And I would imagine that those that take a role in the DAO are the ones that are getting paid. Um, and so I'm curious if like, in, I'm, I'm, is, is your DAO structure just structure where you have a large majority of participating members and a lot of people are just in it and playing the game. So like, that's a decent measurement. And what do you think for other DAOs? Yeah. Um... Great question. And we are unique in that we have a very high participation rate. Um, and, and that's because we also focused on like one of our core things is we want quorum to be very high, like irrationally high. Um, our highest quorum was 92%. Uh, and now I think we're, you know, steadily at 70. So, you know, that's a very high participation. And by virtue of like what our DAO is about, it's about working together to make money. So if you're, you're either helping like on the organization front, which every single thing somebody does that is contributing to a DAO should be compensated. So if you have that as like a North Star that any value added to our DAO is compensated and that compensation is in USDC, you can just look at that to understand participation and like what they should receive. Uh, on the voting side. Now, those people who are like sitting on the sidelines, they have the ability at any time by, vir by, by virtue of being a DAO member to start. That's what they, they have earned by, by holding you know, that access, that they can just begin contributing at any time. Um, there's nothing preventing, there's no barrier uh, other than their own um, initiative. That's tight. That's super tight. <clears throat> okay, I think I've answered or I've asked all the questions and, uh, that I have for you right now. And what I what I'd like to do is 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 revisit our our. I mean, we're already on it, but but really bring it back to our our initial discussion about reputation and how that ties into contribution and voting power. Um, and then I want to throw this idea at you, Dean. Um, and then have anybody else, uh, Meerkats. I would love to get your opinion after that as well, and everybody else who's in here. Uh, who has an opinion. But what I'm thinking right now is, Dean, you know how I was kind of describing the potential of voting in a DAO to be less flat 
and more dynamic. And what I meant by that was it's not just one token, one vote. There's actual like structures and, and, and staking and locking mechanisms when you do like import voting, but you also measure uh, voting power based off of like contribution and reputation, right? Uh, that's kind of uh, for everyone here. That's that's where this discussion started, and and then Dean opened up the conversation. He said, "Well, let's start to discuss what like the depths of reputation means and how you measure that." And so, Dean, I think the next point of the conversation that really interests me because what you were what you were saying just gave me a huge hit was when I described it like that. It's almost like if you're visually thinking about it, and it's hard to describe on spaces, but if you're visually thinking about it, there's tokens on the left, contribution in the middle and then reputation on the right. Like that was my initial proposal. And Dean, after what I heard you just say, it's actually almost like a triad. It's like voting is on the left, uh, 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 contribution is on the right, but on the top and connected to all of them is reputation. Because you actually have like, whether or not you're utilizing your tokens to vote or whether you're using, utilizing contribution points to vote, Either way, you're going to have a reputation. You're going to have a perception of how other people perceive you and like whether you're like whether you're a greedy person and you might just be in it to fucking get money, whether you're a contributor that like people like like have seen do things, whether you're just a smart individual that shares deep thoughts and they're like they give you reputation points off of that. Like like it's almost that like reputation points aren't are their own thing but they aren't they're like uniquely tied somehow which is what i think our discussion is opening up to uh voting power via tokens and voting power via contribution um and then the the the, the thing that ties all of them together is the voting power via reputation uh um it's very interesting Dean, any thoughts on that? And then I want to hit meerkats and cheese after you. Yeah, I absolutely agree that you've got those three uh, spot on. Um, and it's there's a magic we have in our minds on how we calculate other people's reputation, right? Like, you know, your first interaction with someone, you 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 almost solidify a lot of what you consider about them, and. There's certain social cues that we get from visually seeing people to talking to people to then just interacting with them in a the DAO. Um, maybe one day we'll be able to be fair in, in the way we quantify these things from, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, fairer attributes. Uh, because, you know, sometimes somebody has a weird accent or somebody... Uh, you know, has uh, done something that's culturally misunderstood. There's a lot of weirdness that it's it's hard to to always remove from from the way we do that magical calculation. Um, so I hope that we're you know able to to move to also you know more objective things. Well, before I go to you, Meerkats, that's that's a really interesting thing because what you're essentially saying is that reputation doesn't like just rely on truth. Like reputation is also to a degree mixed in with human error human judgment, human perceptions, and, and, and the errors in human perceptions, like it's, it's actually mixed in with like a certain amount of factors. So like my, my, almost my next question, and I, I would like to go to Meerkats before we go deeper into their Dean, but like, uh, cause I think it'll open up even more, but my next question almost becomes cool. So if you have token, token power through, uh, tokens, uh, to or voting power through tokens, voting power through contribution and voting power through reputation, 
it seems to be that there needs to be some sort of like balanced weight to all three based upon your organization's desires, needs, uh, and, and purpose, uh, in order to have it be like effective and actually work. Um, meerkats to you, bro. Yo, what's up, brother? Been a while. <laughs> yeah, welcome up. What's going on? Man? Uh, not much. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, like you know, we've been around for quite a while, and and you know, when we first launched, that first thing, like everybody was like, you know, Dow was such a a buzzword. Don't even know what the hell they were doing, but it was like, you know, it's just like, oh, there's this new shit. Like, let's let's do something, you know. And so, you know, I think one of the things from what I'm hearing here um, that does make things difficult is especially in the concept of like, you know, we're a 10 K collection, you know, and there's collections lar larger than us. And ultimately I think the important thing with this whole conversation is solving for like larger, broader problems, not just like unique specific things. And so like with a 10 K collection, you really open up something that you mentioned function earlier of like, you know, you have a lot of different levels of, of, of in our case, holder or member, whatever you want to, call it and you know some of those will be active some will be non-active um and there's also an importance to not like demonizing that as well because like you're still a part of the community and like what you contribute might be different like you know like if you're not a dev like you're probably not going to build some like badass dashboard or something amazing like that but like maybe you're a freaking killer business owner who has like a ton of experience in certain matters that can like speak up when that comes up, but not really like are interested in some of the other items. But I think uh, to me, one of the biggest lens, like this is going to back up a little bit further from where the conversation is right now. Um, but like, like to me, I put things in lenses, like what are we looking through? And like, in my mind, if you're going to create something, like I feel like if we're, if we're doing something new in web three, it has to be, a step better than what exists right now in, in our web two world. And like, I'll be honest, like that's people like, I mean, people are going to shit all over like governments or whatever, but like, like in America right now you have what 300 something years of refinement of government styles. That's hard to beat dude. Like it's hard to win on that. And, and we do it. I think, you know, like there's a lot of ways to make, make things better, but you're looking at a process that's been refined over, hundreds of years and so it's a huge task because like lessons have been like learned the hard way in that system and so you know just some notes as we're talking it's like to me the first lens is like <clears throat> it has to be better than what exists like straight up like what we're if we're not considering something that's better that exists then like dude the game plan it's written go go online look up levels of government build your DAO like that and call it a day it's been written like it's done so it's like what we're doing has to be better. Like, um, you know, like right now we have, you know, an elected top leader in America. Okay. You have a president with a vice president, whatever. We have branches of government. You have, you know, judicial branch, you have the executive branch, but all these branches also have representatives. You put that in a Dow, a Dow situation. We have the same thing like in Meerkat. So, okay. So we have, you know, maybe this top level of the Dow, but then all of a sudden you have the people underneath who are the representatives of the people who are maybe non-participating that exists. That, that's how we do things already, which may, which may be fine. Like that, that might be a good system still. Um, you know, the, the big holes that I see when I look at like 
I'll, again, I'll just use the, the American government as, as an example, but I see it also in, in Web3 DAO structure, since a lot tend to be structured like normal governments right now, is like, one is incentives. Like in America, there's like not a great incentive to vote, except if you feel like that's a big thing for you or like you think it's really important, but like numbers consistently show that only about, you know, 50% or less of people vote. So that's like a lot of people that don't vote. And that isn't to say that they don't care about the country or care about issues. Like it's just, we just do a shitty job of incentivizing it somehow. Like nobody wants to have a conversation about how to do it better. Um, And then the other thing is, and I think this, again, I'll say this impacts our regular government, but it also impacts web three is the technology to make it all happen. Like, like we have a shitty way of voting for being in 2023 now in an advanced society, like voting is dumb as fuck. Like there's so many better ways, like with apps and with technology and shit. Um, But I get it. Like, Hey, governments move slow. Great. That means web three has a chance to do things quicker. Like discord ain't it y'all. Like we need better solutions. We need app solutions. We need to make ways for people to engage easier. So when they're on that bubble of like, Hey, I love this community, but like I got a fucking real life job and like a family and shit, but like, I do care. Like, please don't take it. Like I don't care that like people can break down what's happening, engage and like, and do it in a way that's like easier. And so like, I feel like there's a huge technology component. That's just this whole conversation is just missing because like, it's not built yet. There's some Dow products that exist on ETH that are like pretty legit. But again, all of it right now is just testing waters of like what might work. Like, I definitely feel like it has to have an app. Like it can't just be, you know, some like desktop based system or something. But like, I feel like technology incentives are to me like two huge holes that exist in current DAO structure and current government structure um, that have like a lot of opportunity to get built upon. But um, that's why I'm so passionate about this conversation is because I actually think that without us having this conversation and these types of conversations, the devs won't know what tools to build. Yeah. Right. Like right now, like I love the DAO tooling ecosystem. I'm not going to put it down at all. I think it's awesome. And it's the tools that are being built are only for the, 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 the extents that the, the, the extent that we understand and comprehend doubts and how they function. And I think the question that Dean brought up earlier is so, so interesting. Like he, he invited to dive into the reputation side of things because like, until we have other models that are just not like, yo, your tokens or your NFTs are used to vote, then we're going to be stuck building tools like that. And while that's effective for maybe smaller DAOs or this or that, it's not really a great measurement uh, 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 to manage like multi-billion dollar portfolios and and, and, and grant systems and things like that. Um, so I like, I love that you brought that up specifically because that's like, like that's the intention of this conversation is to like hopefully lay out some sort of a broader map or at least answer some of the questions on the map that we're all asking so that we can get a broader view of what the fuck's going on cheese you've had your hand up for a minute man what's up yeah hey guys thanks for bringing me up i wanted to come up earlier but i was out for a run got a beautiful sunny day down here in southern california and haven't had too many of them lately so uh i'm absolutely loving this conversation um you know, I, I want to start off with like a statement, you know, uh, 
I'm older. I'm, you know, in my mid forties. And for all of the people in this room that remember sitcoms back in the day, uh, you know, Seinfeld is filmed in front of a live studio audience, so on and so forth. Web three right now is being filmed in front of a live studio audience for the people that are here, the people that are going to be coming a year from now, two years from now, as, as in spaces like this, as we're figuring things out, they're going to see the finished sitcom on, on a Thursday night. So with that being said, you know, I absolutely love this conversation. Um, and, and I think that these are important to have. So a couple of things that, that I wanted to go over, uh, as I was on my run and I was, I was listening to you guys, um, you know, talking about, uh, contribution and reputation. And that seems to me, and maybe you can help me square the circle on this, it seems a lot more like what we see in traditional corporations. I mean, how do you get a job? You get a job usually based on your reputation or your contribution to an organization. You get promotions. So in that vein, doesn't that further push more centralization in a DAO over time, um, you know, as, as a feature of, of, the, of the DAO? And then as decision-making gets more centralized, you know, could it become possible that a specific DAO can be classified as a security in relation to the fact that the other holders are, uh, you know, have the expectation of profit from the work of others? And, you know, I, I think as, as we progress down this road, we need to put the A into DAO, autonomous, more so than ever. I love that. I love that. Um, I want to jump in and answer or at least like propose some potential answers to those questions um first i think the security question i'll go to your second question first because i don't know too much about deep legal law that would be a great question for one of my co co-hosts fidgetal um on one of our fidgetal yeah i've been been talking with him in dms he would have he would have a fuck ton of shit to say about that um i could speak on that a little bit sorry rob in terms of the question you asked first, Cheese, which is a really, really, really fucking good question. Um, and, and to reiterate, like we're measuring contribution and, part, and, and, and reputation. Um, and you essentially asked, those are the same things that are essentially measured in a corporation structure or in a traditional hierarchical organization structure that has more tyrannical features um, than DAOs should. Um, how do we avoid that or or, or is this, is you're essentially pointing out, this is something we should be aware to not replicate the same system is what I'm hearing. Um, and my thought around that, I'm curious what everyone else has to say. Um, my thought would be that it's not the measurement that matters, like what you are measuring per se. Like actually you want to measure things that are similar to how other corporations and how other businesses work. Because to some degree, previous structures like work like to some degree, you know, and and some of the factors that 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 are metrical and measurable in those systems are will still be like, in my opinion, be able to replicate in the DAO system, but in a new way. So the way that I see it is like, it's less about what you're measuring and more about how the groups and the individuals uh, uh, formed into their unique roles or their unique perspective lenses within the organization that matters uh, when measuring uh, uh, control and, and tyrant, like tyrannical dictatorship in an organization. Because like... If you look at a corporation structure right now, the way that I view it is, yes, you are measured by your participation, contribution, by your reputation and all of those things. But you are essentially 
almost like begging and for that role when you apply, right? You're like, I want this job. This job's going to pay me the right amount of money. Now I get to live within these parameters. And it doesn't allow for the actual self-organization that, that the, the larger organization would really need to thrive. Um, and so I think it's going to be like the, the tyrannical nature of it will be eliminated like less by the measures that or by the metrics that we're measuring uh, and calculating and more by the ability for like DAOs to formulate in a way where control and ty tyranny are not at the head, which allows for like individuals to self-organize into groups based off of like their actual interests and what they're actually inspired by and what they actually want to contribute. And then like contribution and uh, 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 reputation become great points of measurement. Because if they're actually inspired to participate, uh, uh, then you can also then then you have a metric to say, oh, okay, well, this guy is inspired and this guy isn't enough. So it doesn't mean that he should get fired, but maybe he's just in the wrong perspective lens. Maybe he's just not doing what like lights his soul up. Now, where what part of the organization could he move into? And it becomes less of this. Like if you look like at a very base core level, the, the corporation structure is tyrannical. It's like if you don't do what you need to do, you're fired. Where I think there's a potential in the DAO ecosystem where it's like, oh, you're not doing what you need to do. Why? Like, talk to me. Oh, you're not inspired by it. Oh, well, what are you inspired by? Oh, we sorted you into the wrong role when you first came into the DAO. Like that doesn't mean you get kicked out and you're like fucking like abandoned and thrown away. No, it means that we like reevaluate where your skills are or even just reevaluate where your potential skills might be so that we can throw you into the right group to either execute on the skills you have or learn the ones that you need to that you can probably pick up pretty quickly when other people have those skills. Long-winded answer, Cheese. That's what I got for you. I know Mr. Octopus was next, but I want to hear your, your your response on that, Cheese, and then we'll head to Octopus. And then yeah, no, I want I wanted to say thanks for that. Um, you know, but the the one thing that I will throw out there is, you know, I mean, human nature. I I, I do agree, I agree and I disagree with what you're saying. I mean, it it does. Uh, DAOs can offer you know that true decentralization and and the avoidance of tyranny, but we also have to remember that we're dealing with human nature here. And humans, um, you know, we, we're, I'm, we're I'm proposing a, a, yeah, I, I'm proposing a very, very, very high possibility. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of barriers to that possibility. And I'm, I'm, I'm agree. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah, no, but I, but I, I love it. You know, I mean, you know, us as humans, we're full of bugs and features. And I think that the more we can get to the A in DAO autonomous, you know, operating with as little human interaction as possible. I mean, I, you know, I've been parts of DAOs before and, you know, usually as soon as a DAO starts, you get, you know, tremendous participation in the first 30 to 60 days. And if you can structure everything or get as much into that 30 to 60 days and have things running as, as autonomous as possible in that time, you know, I, I think that over time you will have, you know, bred out the, the, the tyranny and, and the human nature. Um, those are just my thoughts. But again, thank you so much for, for bringing me up. And I, uh, I'm going to drop down because I'm going to go to the gym right now and uh, do my workout, but I'm going to keep listening. So thank you guys very much. Thank you, bro. That was an awesome fucking addition. I appreciate you. And uh, I want to go to Octopus. I do want to make a quick note. I got a hard stop in 30 minutes uh, for a couple phone calls. Uh, but Octopus, on to you. Yeah. Uh, what she, she said, it's very interesting. Uh, the A is very important in my point of view. And the automatization in the DAO is very uh, a main, uh, a main uh, point. 
And uh, for me, what is very important also to automate is proposals. In most of the DAOs today, if you, for instance, propose to swap a token or mint a token, you need to put the, the function in the proposal. But only dev no functions or, uh, or very experimented people. And so it's very complicated for newbies uh, to, to make some proposals. So you can automate proposal. It's very difficult. But for me, it's very important to uh, pre-programmate this and uh, to be uh, just mint this token and not uh, put directly uh, in, the, in the proposal. Maybe I'm not fully understanding yeah. what you mean. Can you yeah, re-explain to me? Uh, I, I, I don't know if you know, but in today, in most of the DAOs, if you want to make a proposal, okay, for instance, if you want to swap a token, you need to, pit, to, to put the function swap with every detail of the function. You got it? Yeah. Which, uh, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Which which chain are you um, on, on doing the on DAO? East, on? For instance, if you are on X DAO, I don't say my DAO is like this, huh? but if you if you go on X DAO on um, uh, other uh, framework DAO, if you want to swap a token, you need to put the function swap yourself as a proposal. Yeah. Uh, I that's true on on ethereum that's the that's the case on on those evm um chains but um it is possible at least on solana um the the, the main dao creation uh, platform lets people select functions from a drop down so okay. it's pretty user friendly okay yeah um, of course after this i'll um you know let me try to uh share a link here um you know, just just so you can uh, you can check so, it out. on Solana is not like this, right? It, it, you have an interface that lets you like. Obviously, you can still have the more dev um, control by putting your own transaction, but there's a very large list of you know swap functions and staking and you know purchasing NFTs. Like, there's so many different things you can do with um, built-in integrations. Um, on that platform, okay. um, but th there is one problem that you did bring up. Uh, even though those integrations are there, people who are voting can't read transactions and understand what they're doing if they're not devs. So even though the pre-populated integration is there, you know it's not a sense of uh, don't trust verify. Like they can't possibly verify without the knowledge. So there is an element of trust that those um, drop-down functions do exactly um, what they expect. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, it's a very interesting subject. And in Ordao, we develop uh, an interface in order to help people to onboard on Ordao and make some proposals very easily because everything is automated. Uh, if a proposal is agreed, uh, directly uh, the proposal is automated. That's awesome. Mirkat, what's popping, bro? What's your thoughts then, Rob? Yeah, just kind of going back to a little bit of what you and Cheese were talking about, uh, you know, on the corporate side, uh, you know, I think one of the things that, again, from from that being a little bit of my background and watching our, our DAO develop, um, there was, I don't know, like, I guess in hindsight, I call it hard truths in the fact that, like, 
a lot of times people contributing wanted to be paid um, for like doing things. Uh, and there was this weird thing. Like I kind of look at through the lens of like a startup, like with a startup, like save to God, like to God's right now. So like, you know, if they put up like a volunteer DAO, like they're going to have like, because they have the hype, like a ton of people like will do shit for free and like, and just to better the community. Like you take a community that's like dying or like doesn't have the hype, then like typically people want to get paid before like they do things. Um, and so like you have this range in between of those two like extremes and like it changes depending on how things go. Like the minute something catches hype, everybody like it, everybody wants to contribute because it contributes to them by being important in that hype community. Um, and so like, that's a weird dynamic that we see in DAOs. Um, but one of the things that I, I watched happen again, I'll say it's a hard truth is just because somebody wants to contribute. And even if somebody contributes something decent, as a DAO, like if you're thinking of that as a business, it doesn't necessarily mean that what they're contributing is, um, it's not always worth what they think it's worth. It's not always worth, um, I don't know how to explain this. It's like. It's not always relevant to the actual mission of the, the, the DAO. Yeah. You know, and like the, and, that's where, that's where the, that's where the purpose and the clarity like, and like understanding that super well comes in. Like in, in my view, it's cause like, if you don't have that set, then everybody's just out there doing their own egoic shit, like right. trying to prove themselves to the DAO. And, and then and people like, spend cool, like a like, shit ton of time, right. you know, and like they're like, yeah. and then they're like embarrassed because like it's like, well, that's not like necessarily helpful, you know? Yeah, it's not what we needed. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, <laughs> like I was going to write up a response to you all a couple of days ago when you were posted on Twitter, but it's like, you know, one of the things that's like really a hallmark of like a startup business is like the contributors who are like most important have the ability to like like magnitude order of magnitude take the organization as a whole further and so like that's a critical piece of like a startup actually launching is having people on board who like like you could have a ton of devs for instance but typically a, a successful startup will have people who what they create creates an order of magnitude not a one-to-one -one magnitude and so like that I think is also an important thing that's like, it can be an inconvenient and hard truth in that like something might be valuable-ish, but it's not like, but as a DAO, you also have to like have a good idea of how to use your funds. Otherwise you'll run out of funds. Like you can't just give pe money to people because they just showed up and like spent time, you know, because there has to be a way to make sure that like funds continue and all that. And so I, I think that there is some, some like he's like kind of like what you guys were talking about, but like structures and how business work that are good to apply to DAOs. But then there's also some really shitty parts of how corporations work that you, that we need to do better at, like to be unique in web three. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying like, I, I think I agree with you, but like there's some weird things that happen when you bring people in community like that um, as far as from the money side. 100%. And that's like, that's I think the problem with a lot of DAOs right now is they start with the incentive incentivization of money. Not to say that that's like the a problem because like you have to incentivize people somehow. But if people correlate around a DAO because there's money in a treasury, which how which is how a lot of them form, it's just like cool, great. But what's everyone doing with that money in the treasury, and how is it deployed, and how is decisions made around it, and what's the actual like mission, and how are funds deployed back into it again like when proposals are successful and all these different things 
Rob, onto you, bro. Fucking hell, dude. I've got so many notes here just listening to you, legends. Eh, octopus, yeah. I, I, dude, I don't think you've like experienced like the right like a uh, like suite of tools. Like go and look at something like a uh, Dow dot zone. Go and play around over there, mate. Like I've got no coding experience whatsoever. And even a pleb like me is being able to like navigate, put up proposals, execute small contracts. I've copy and pasted like JSONs and then just inputted like our information or what we needed over the top of like other people's. Like really fucking easy. The easiest shit. Like I know you were talking about onboarding people being difficult. I, I disagree with tools like uh, DowDow.zone uh, at the moment. I mean, it's probably too late now. The thing about the security, dude, you heard the guy mention about the security. Americans always have this knee-jerk reaction that something's a security, right? And and that's not the way to think about DAOs, yeah? It's not all about these multi-million, like the multi-million investment DAOs. Or, it's about grassroots DAOs as well. Like DAOs cover the entire economic like and class-like spectrum, right? Like, look, look at us. We're six plebs, yeah? We're nobodies. We've built up a little following. We've got some like production, blah, blah, blah. We're doing artwork, NFT drops, right? Six people, but we're building a DAO and we're going to build a membership DAO like on the back of it. Like the security thing is something that became really important to us. And we did our research like properly. And no matter how big or how small you are, depending on where you are in the world, you've got like three options, right? For your DAO, if you want to, because a, a guy once said like a, a DAO without a jurisdiction is a cartel. And I don't know, like, how much you like, guys think about that, but we realized if we need to supply, like, invoices and stuff as a DAO, like, you have to have a jurisdiction. So, like, on the security thing, that's an American knee-jerk reaction, dude. Whoever said that? Who was that? Was that Will or I don't know who it was? Someone mentioned security, but you got, like, three options, right? You've got, like, the, the Wyoming DAO uh, LLC situation, which, if you're American, that's the way you go. You've got the uh, the UK uh, unincorporated, unincorporated interest, it's called. Like if you're based like in the UK or you've got connections there, that's the way to go. The only other solution, like realistically, like logistically, if you're like us, where we're all across the world, is to have a, a Panamanian foundation, which like a, a good like lawyer, good foundation lawyer over there, I'll just hook you up and give you like the care of address, post office box, whatever you need, right? Doesn't cost you that much. But for the guy that mentioned security, I just felt like we've been through this and it was a bit of a drama at first. Then we figured out it wasn't. And it was like easy, easy to fix so that we can issue like invoices to people that's going to invest in us, right? And by people, I meant L1s that were asking for funding. Like people need receipts, right? Yeah. I think what I think it was Cheese that brought that up. And from my understanding, what Cheese was saying was how when a DAO gets large enough and starts to make enough profit, how do you distribute that profit to non-participating members? And what I mean by that is just people that maybe are staking or just hold an NFT. Like, how do you distribute that in a, le in a legal way that isn't a security? That, that was my understanding of what Cheese was saying. It seems like he agrees uh, in the audience. And in my opinion, that's actually a really good question because like, whether it's a DAO or not, we see, like, especially on Solana, all of these mechanisms that are like, earn royalties back or this or that, you know, and it becomes, uh, uh, or earn part of your casino uh, by holding, earn part of our casino uh, income by holding this NFT or staking it. 
Um, and so inside or outside of the DAO context, it is a crypto overall conversation that always borderlines, if not goes past the borderline of security. Meerkats, I, you probably have a great opinion on this. Yeah, I'll just try to keep it short. I know you're, you're cutting on time soon, but the security issue is a big question. Um, first of all, first thing to say with that is litigation is the ultimate decider. The, the rules that exist right now are still, everything is up for, for, <laughs> for what might or might not happen one day. Um, that's, the, that's the true reality. How we test is a mess for digital, for everything in our digital realm. Um, but it, but what she said is a very valid thing. Um, you know, for us, when we launched, we, you know, we launched, if you guys don't know, we launched with hundred percent of royalties going back to holders. Um, oddly, like it caused a mad mess cause that was 2021. That shit didn't exist. Dude, that was so like, wild. Yeah. Bro. And like everybody, <laughs> everybody was like, oh shit, the SEC's coming. Like you guys are security, all this shit. And like, so we hired like lawyers and stuff like that. Like one of the things that we found out oddly is like, yeah, you can make a case that we are we can make a good case that we aren't. But one of the things that made our case was that we actually gave 100% back, not like 50%. And so one of the most important aspects was like the managerial aspect of it. Like, so Jesus, right. Like if there's some small group of guys, like five people making all the decisions for this like massive group of people that they all benefit from, like it's legit a question of whether that's a security. Um, Like for us, a lot of it was like, how do we re- remove the managerial aspect of this project? And so like we were trying to get to the point of like, okay, the DAO owns the NFT project, the royalties are distributed automatically. And in that scenario, there's no one entity per se that is like, could be relied upon and it breaks Howie, um, which is the test for securities to, to see if this is a security. But as soon as you start bringing in like, Hey, this person is very obviously like running this project. This pro- like it's not like it's called community led, but it's not. It's like this this project is ran by this person who does these things or these three people. Yeah, like legit. It's it's risky. Like, but I'll keep saying like you'll see me post this on every like tweet all the time. All is like if you know the law of what currently is murky about securities. Almost every single thing in our space has a valid possibility of being a security given the right ruling. And I mean everything. D-Gods, Meerkat, I mean every single thing. Like everything we touch, I could tell you the ways that it could or could not be a security, all depending on how somebody at some point will make some actual litigation or law around it. And right now, nobody wants to touch it. So the DGENs do what the DGENs do and like, let's push the fucking boundaries. Like let's make them say, make, make something out of it. But cheese isn't crazy by saying that. Like that's legit. That's a very, very good point with a answer that nobody here can actually give a yes or no to. I'll tell you that for sure right now. So anyway, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the crazy thing is like, they're not actually not even going to give a fuck until it gets big enough. You know, like you look at board apes or, Yuga Labs, like they have lawsuits out the fucking ass, but that's only because they got fucking large enough. And so I think it's kind of actually cool and a blessing that we have an ecosystem where we can play around with this shit and skirt inside and outside of legal boundaries, but also be under the rate, like realistically, I mean, this is knock on wood, um, but like realistically, like Solana 
and people making a hundred bucks because they staked their tokens uh, or they staked their NFTs for a week. Like no, like the SEC doesn't give a fuck. Uh, but it, they will give a fuck when one of the fucking companies comes through and um, makes a uh, hundred million dollars or five hundred million dollars and is distributing that out to NFT holders. That's going to become uh, that's going to put it on their radar. Anyways, I got eight minutes left. Octopus to you. Yeah, uh, legal um, legal talks is very interesting. Uh, because it's very difficult because in different countries it's not the, the same laws. So, uh, for instance, in Europe, it's not the same ca- uh, parameters that tells you that you are um, that you are um, sorry um, security or not. In in the US, it's not the same parameters. So it, it's it's very d- difficult subject. But in our point of view, the ECC will not come first to ERC-1155, and they will uh, come first to uh, ERC-20, so all crypto. So in our point of view, it was more secure, if I can say, to launch a DAO with uh, ERC-1155, so NFT, uh, because we are convinced that during two or three years, they will not knock at your door because you are NFT, and NFTs for them more difficult to be a security. I hope so. I hope so. Anyways, we got seven minutes left. Dean, Meerkats, Wales, Octopus, Rob, everybody else who's been up here speaking. Cheese had some good thoughts. Thank you, guys. In the last six, seven minutes here, what I would like to do, Dean, if you're still around, um, and if everybody else has opinions on it, is I'd, I'd really like to bring it back to the basis of our conversation today. And so we opened up this conversation for all of those that are here listening now, um, talking about what are the different factors uh, besides token value or, to, or token amount that can be measurable uh, and calculated and influence uh, uh, the voting pr- procedure in DAOs, like how much voting power an individual has. And as with this discussion kind of moved forward, Dean opened it up even deeper and he said, why don't we discuss uh, or what I said next was, uh, it seems to be that voting power uh, uh, is is one of the factors, aka token voting. Token voting power is a factor. There should also be considered like contribution voting power, uh, and also consider reputation voting power. And as we opened up that discussion, Dean said, um, "Hey, why don't we open up the talk and and see the different factors of." uh that that could be calculated in the the reputation realm and so i'd like to bring it back there as we close this conversation for the next five minutes and see if any of the speakers have any thoughts on the that topic of 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 voting power and contribution and reputation playing a roles in voting power uh, along with token value um and any final thoughts from any of the speakers as well yeah thanks for hosting this space again um i think we definitely need to have more of these kind of talks um, and it was great. There was just so many uh, different opinions. And uh, what, what I was hearing was um, a, a very wide range of discussion topics. Like uh, it, it almost needs to be, you know, one talk for one thing. Um, there's just so many things to cover. It, and it just goes to show how few people are talking about this. Like we're, 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 amongst the few people on the planet having this kind of conversation right now you know it's it's so early in 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 the evolution of things um i really believe in contribution based token voting where 
as much as possible, you're looking at contributions to influence voting over time. Like, I, I don't think there's a, a, a world where there's a static voting where you can, you know, just buy a bunch of tokens and then do nothing and, and have equal voting power in the future. It, it just, it's irrational to me. Um, the, the ability to speculate on a governance token, I think, is very tough. Um, and it should be like these, you know, people who are making decisions around an organization should be part of the organization. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's how I feel about the, uh, about the different, um, dimensions of, of voting power. I really think as much as possible, you want to make a contribution based and, you know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do right now at least. But, um, you know, these are, these are all experiments. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm stoked to jam on it more. Thanks for opening up the conversation today, bro. Meerkats, whales, Rob. Anybody else got some last thoughts before we log off this beach? Yeah, I like I like what he said there. I mean, talk about infancy. The weird thing is about DAOs is it didn't have a grassroots fucking movement, or they didn't have a grassroots movement. Though DAOs kind of went into the big time with these like big organizations, and uh, that's where like a lot of the fuck ups have been experienced. Where the real like rebirth of DAOs and sub DAOs, which are going to be incredibly, you're not going to be able to function without them in the future. Like the rebirth is at the grassroots level. It's like what we're doing at like Rack FM, six people. We've all got individual skill sets. We all come together. We're all going to like build a business. I think, I think the future of DAOs lies with like individuals coming together, small groups, creating businesses, then creating bigger structures. Then the big guys, the big funds that you're talking about, you know, and, and these big DAOs like Uniswap, et cetera, like that's when they're going to look and go, ah, these are the lessons that have been learned. This is how you do it properly. It just, they, they jumped ahead far too quick on the timeline. It should have been incubated, you know. That's all I'm going to say about DAOs. Love it, bro. Love it. Well, I appreciate everybody for coming up. If anybody else, else has some last thoughts, I'll let them run for a minute here. Thank you. Thank you once again for hosting this. And uh, I, I really encourage everyone to, to take a look at what Solana is building on the on, on the governance side. It's a chain where governance is, is dirt cheap and you can play around and uh, uh, and you can also experience all, all these beautiful things that we're describing. And if you want a model DAO to experience a model DAO in, in Solana, uh, check uh, Dean's list. Uh, it's a revenue producing uh, DAO with an extremely focused mission of uh, feedback giving. Uh, uh, again, thank you, and let's let's do this again. Fuck yeah, baby, Dean. I I'd love to share some documents with you that I've been working on, and any of the other speakers that are interested. I got a little shit I've been just drafting up. Really, not too many people have seen. So, uh, if you're interested, I'd love to love to share that with you in DMs, and maybe we can jam on it in our next conversation. Anyways, appreciate you guys. I hope you all have a great rest of your Friday. Um, who knows when we'll do these again? I think at least once a week maybe i'll make them a regular routine but for now just enjoying the flow with it appreciate everybody that came in and contributed and uh fuck yeah baby talk to you guys next time peace thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was dow discussion hosted by fun function fx function uh, wait what is it well no i mean are, are they paying well no if they're not paying then who cares okay Hosted by Function, Dow Discussion, Contribution, and Reputation. No, I'm not going to fix it. Why?
Well, tell the new CFO he can S a D from the B, if you know what I mean. Fuck. And where the fuck was I? Uh, recorded on uh, Friday, April 14th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Now, if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support me out. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. I'll aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke rolls in when I start a session. Plain canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling, less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down I'll humble. Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle. Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle. Getting high in space with the Hubble. Spaces.